Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Thursday, September the 20th. And welcome to our commentary. I'm not sure if this is the last day of summer or the 21st. So I'll have to check that. But one way or another, uh, we're happy to say goodbye to summer. This has been a tough, a tough summer for us here uh, in Texas, certainly in North Texas. We've had some pretty uh, crazy temperatures. It's a little bit better now and it's going to get a lot better over the next uh, couple of months. So if this is the last day of summer, nice to know you, Summer. I hope you have a, I hope you have a good rest until you come back, uh, I guess, uh, next, uh, next June. Well, we're going to talk a few things today. I want to talk a little bit about the Attorney General before the House and uh, a few other things. But let me begin directing you to a post that I have over at the American Thinker today. You can read it at The American Thinker, or you can just check it out on my blog. I always post uh, everything that I publish at American Thinker at my, my post, as well as I always put it on, on Twitter. And what I'm talking about today is a recent poll that came out indicating that Hispanics were moving away from the Democrat Party. And the primary reason is the economy. Hispanics are being hit very hard by gasoline prices. Uh, by just general the economy, the economy as a whole. In fact, in my uh, in my post, I ask uh, a simple question, and that is, how many Hispanics would love to have the gasoline prices and the food prices that they had with President Trump? And I think you know the answer. A lot of them would, because they're being hit very, very hard by these uh, the, the inflation and especially the gasoline prices, which is really driving the inflation. Let's not kid ourselves. The price of gasoline goes up to 350. The inflation is going to follow because a lot of other things are going to go up as well. Because most of the things that we consume in this country have to be moved by a truck or by a train or by an airplane or whatever, and all of those generally use some kind of fossil fuel. So I don't know yet if we can permanently say that Hispanics are moving to the Democrat Party or away from the Democrat Party. I'm not sure whether we can say that they have now moved to the Republican Party. I think there are many there in the middle. And I guess what we can safely say is many more uh, will not vote Democrat in 2024 than had in the past. And again, this is a process. This is not something that's going to happen overnight. This is something that takes time. But once it starts moving, it continues to move. And, uh, you know, you don't need... 50, 60, 70 percent of the Hispanic vote. If you could just get in the 40s, anywhere between 40 and 50, that would give the Republican candidate not only for president, but even in many states, the opportunity to uh, to win the elections. Check, check out my post. The name of the post is Hispanics Buy Gasoline 2 over at the American Thinker. Well, the attorney general, the attorney general went before the House. And look, <laughs> He's obviously, you know, he's obviously protecting the Biden administration. There is a real problem here with Hunter Biden. And I simply ask you the following question. Now, I haven't jumped to a lot of conclusions about Hunter Biden like a lot of people have. I've sort of been waiting for information. But when you have the vice president of the United States and you have his son traveling in the official plane to Ukraine, in this case, where the vice president is doing official business as vice president of the United States. And the son comes back in the vice president's plane with a bunch of contracts as well as a new job as 
let's say, a in the board of directors of the Ukraine oil company when this person has no experience whatsoever with Ukraine or in the oil business. When you see stuff like that happen, you have to ask yourself the question, what's going on? At the very least, at the very least, it doesn't look good. At the very least, there should have been somebody around Vice President Biden who told him, this doesn't look good. This is not good for him to be that visible with you and doing business when you're in those countries. It doesn't look good at the very least. It doesn't look good. It doesn't smell good, as they like to say. But, you know, he was at uh, before the House answering some questions. There's just a lot of concerns. There's an attitude in the country that Department of Justice has been politicized in favor of Democrats. And whether that's right or wrong, whether that's correct or incorrect, you would think that the attorney general would care enough about justice to make sure that that's not the case by displaying the kind of impartiality that would make people feel at least uh, a little bit better about whether or not justice in this country is being applied differently if you're a Democrat or if your name is Trump. Uh, Look, he's got a real problem, the attorney general. He has a real problem. And he's not handling it very well. He's not handling it very well because he's basically walking into the trap of having to always say, I cannot talk about this. I cannot talk about this. I cannot talk about that. And I think people are becoming more and more suspicious every day. And that's not a good thing when you're the attorney general of the United States. You have to be able to to somehow present a balanced approach to justice. And he's not doing that. He's not doing that. He's not doing that one bit whatsoever. Well, let's talk a little bit about the border. The border is a mess. I I just don't know how else to say it. You know, the number of people coming into the country is completely out of control. What's happening on the border has nothing to do with immigration or asylum. There's nothing wrong with the United States having an asylum policy. We've had it for years. And it's one of the greatest things that the United States has always done. We've always been a generous country when it comes to asylum and when it comes to immigration. We give a lot of people the opportunity to come here, and most of them do very well when they come here. They make the country better because they bring their unique talents to the United States. That's not what's happening on the border right now. What's happening on the border right now is total, complete chaos, where somebody shows up and says, you know, I've got a beef here, I've got a beef over here. And I want to come in. So they give you a ticket and then you have to go in front of a judge. But that could be three, four years down the road. That's not asylum. That is not immigration. That is chaos. That's what we're seeing on the border. Now, the chaos has now been moved to some of our big cities. You're seeing it in New York. You're seeing it in Chicago. You're seeing it in L.A. where, you know, the governor of Texas said, oh, you're a sanctuary city. Well, here they go. And now they're beefing and screaming all about uh you know, they're, they're screaming and then whatsoever about the governor, but they're the ones who created the problem. The Biden administration is the one that created the problem by unleashing this crazy border policy that has thrown the country into total chaos. There is no way that you can allow five or six million people into the country in, in a short time and not have the chaos that we're watching uh, across the country. We're not ready for five or six million people. The schools are not ready for the children who are coming, who cannot speak English to begin with. So they're going to need extra teachers, extra resources. And a lot of these school districts just don't have them. 
you know, they're not ready for this. That that is why immigration always has to be orderly because you have to gradually let people in. You just don't let them in seven million at one time as the administration has done. So where this is going, I don't know. I don't know. It's really getting to the point now. I think people are very angry about it. Democrats are getting angry about it. Just watch videos uh, coming out of Chicago. Now, the Biden administration has now decided that they're going to issue some executive orders and they're going to grant some visas to some of these people uh, or some work visas, I guess, to some of these people so they can work in the United States. I don't believe they have the authority to do that. I really don't. I think this is going to end up in the courts because I don't believe the president of the United States can just by executive order create all these work visas. That's why we have Congress. That's why we have immigration legislation. And there is a process to get a work visa. We have that under the, the immigration laws of the United States, but it's not like this. It's not like this. So I, my guess is, is this is going to end up in the courts like everything else that this administration does. It's, it's going to end up in the courts because they're overreaching. And then what happens when it, when it gets into the courts? I think the administration will lose because I don't believe, I don't believe they have the authority to do this. It's sort of like DACA, you know, DACA was done by executive order. And now over and over and over again, you're seeing judges saying, no, that the president did not have the authority to do that. I think the same thing is going to happen with these people, most of them in uh, in the state of New York at the, at the moment. Well, if you've been following the news, uh, and this is about the border, I've got a post coming out tomorrow that uh, these migrant trains are coming through Mexico to the United States. But they're creating a lot of problems in Mexico because these people jumping on on these trains, uh, they've had injuries, they've even had, they've even had some people killed. It's becoming a real problem on, on the Mexico side. In fact, uh, in the last couple of days, the traffic uh, within Mexico, the train traffic within Mexico has had to be stopped because they cannot handle all these people jumping on these trains. Now, why is this happening? It's happening because, obviously, because they're being encouraged to come to the United States, but it's also happening because Mexico is not doing anything about it. I mean, I think the word has gotten out, has gotten out around the world that if you can get to Mexico, you'll get into the United States. If you can get to Mexico, you will come to the border one way or another. They'll take you to the border, and then you'll cross over the border. That's the word that has gone around the world, and Mexico has become a corridor for people to come into the United States. Now, I remember a time when Mexico didn't do that, and not that long ago, because Mexico did not want this kind of traffic through their country. I mean, they had no problem with Mexicans coming to the United States because these Mexicans would then very often send money back to their families. So that was okay. But everybody else coming through Mexico, Mexico didn't like that. And in fact, they were very harsh with Central Americans who would try to go through Mexico to get to the United States. Well, now it's more than Central Americans. Now you've got everybody, everybody going through. Chinese, the other day they, they were interviewing a bunch of Chinese young men at the border. Uh, what, what are Chinese young men crossing the U.S.-Mexico border to begin with? So it's a real mess, and it's a mess created at the Oval Office by the Biden administration. And it, the country is going to explode about this because this is really pushing the American people to a point where I think we're at a boiling point when it comes to this topic. And um, this is not good. This is simply 
not good. Well, we're into the last 10 games of the baseball season. I hope everybody's following your team. There's some great pennant races uh, going on. We're very excited about the Texas Rangers here in North Texas. And you've got Houston, you got Seattle, you got the Houston, the Texas Rangers, you've got the Toronto Blue Jays. A lot of teams caught up here in the pennant race. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun these next 10 days. So I think I'm going to be watching and following a lot of baseball over the next uh, over the next 10 days. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.